From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. Dr. B, the last few weeks, we've been talking about noble traits to teach your children, like hope, independence. Well, today we're going to go polar opposite, and this is a behavior that we never want to see in our kids, and that is lying. But we're going to even go beyond lying, okay? We're going to talk about something called pathological liars. I know we've heard this, we've heard it before, but what is it? And you know, it's more pervasive than we even thought. I read that 13% of people believe themselves to be pathological liars. And they tell these grandiose lies, at least 10 lies every day. What do you think about that, Dr. B? As an astronomical statistic, if 13% of the population, you know, are doing this, everybody knows somebody, but nobody talks about this. Very rare. And now the thing about pathological liar is it's compulsive. And it's without motive. In other words, when people lie, a lot of times, you know, regular quote unquote lying, you know, it's like, oh, I can't go to this thing tonight. I'll tell them I'm sick. A lot of people do that. It saves embarrassment. We see that. So it's something to gain by like, oh, yes, your dress is nice, but it's not so nice. You just don't want to hurt their feelings. Those are what we call white lies. And then there's the lies you used to tell in high school when your parents, you know, caught you out late at night. Oh, no, I had to. There was an emergency. That's to get you out of trouble. So lying, you know, we do it more when we're young. We generally hopefully grow out of it. But pathological liars, it's something that I think starts in childhood. Am I wrong? Well, probably because a lot of the comorbid diagnoses that people who have pathological lying have, have etiologies, causes in early uh, childhood. So there is that, okay? And, 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 you know, one of the things, Linda, is there's consequences. People's relationships are disrupted. It, it's like there are consequences. I don't know if you know some people. I, of course, you know, do. But, but it is a very significant disorder that people don't talk about much. Yeah, and it's not formally recognized as a disorder. Although I understand that is it is being considered to be recognized. I don't know why, but it's not a recognized disorder. Therefore, there's not any recognized like treatments for it, but we all know about it in psychiatry. But there's some uh, some that are very pronounced. We, we talked about regular lying, right? It's for a reason, right? To get yourself out of trouble. Don't want to hurt people's feelings. But pathological liars, they do it a lot and they do it for no reason. Now that's what stifles me. They do it for no reason and they believe in their lies. You know, lying like refers to making a false statement, like to deceive others intentionally. So that's kind of just lying in general, but non-pathological lying, and that's commonplace and we just talked about that, okay? 
But a person who has pathologically lies will lie compulsively and with no benefit. I mean, mm -hmm. if you really confront them, I mean, hey, uh, my friend John, is it, hey, John, why are you doing this? What are you getting out of this? I mean, it's, 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 and you know, a lot of times, you know, they'll admit they lied. And um, I see people come to me within like family systems and people mention these kind of things. Unless these people get into a lot of trouble, or we'll talk about, you know, older people with dementia with this, usually it comes in different ways. You know, like people don't really like, you know, come to me and say, I'm a pathological liar, help me. Okay, so from what I've understood is there's various types of pathological liars that fall into categories, if you will. And so let's break that down, because if we break that down, I think it's going to help our audience understand why people do this. So one is fictitious disorder. Okay, what is that? Remember, there is very little research about pathological lying. It's kind of a, a condition in itself. A lot of Compulsive lying is a feature of other conditions, such as fictitious disorder and personality disorders. Now, what's a fictitious disorder? In a fictitious disorder, they want to deceive people. They want to make themselves feel sick for some kind of gain. So that's what we're talking about. And the one that's most well-known is Munchausen's also Munchausen's by proxy. This is a problem. And, and there have been some well-known cases in the paper where mothers have lied about the condition of their children so that the, they'll be either operated on for conditions they don't have, treated for conditions they don't have. And they, they make these children that are healthy sick. And oh. from what I understand, it's because the mother wants attention. You know, when you have a child that has cancer or sick, oh, poor Betty, I'm so sorry that your little Johnny's not feeling well. Oh, you know, I, I you know, you start to pay attention to the mother. She gets attention. Well, you know, Linda, it sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, many consults from medical people. Oh, uh, Doc, uh, something's wrong here. Uh, this lady comes in every other week, you know, with these disorders and she wants surgeries. They've had surgeries. There's nothing wrong with the kid. And, you know, uh, it's a serious problem. They they walk around the parents of these kids and it's a severe pathology and they use the kids. And like you said, to gain attention and other motives. And, you know, every time I get one, my heart skips a little beat. And all the doctors are upset, too, because, you know, usually we take care of people who are sick or honest. You know, this is not like what doctors are used to. It's a it's a medical legal problem It is uh, a fictitious disorder. OK, so. OK, so what is the what are some of the causes? What are what are some of the theories that you have or the medical field has about why people do this? What I have seen is. Uh, there's underlying personality disorders. And that's been the majority of the cases that I've seen, you know, that these individuals usually have borderline personality 
narcissistic personality, antisocial personality. So there's a lot of that. And these people have trouble in regulating their emotions. So like, for instance, you know, with bipolar disorder, a lot of these people experience severe mood swings and a lot of instability and, and, and insecurity. And they don't have any sense of self. And they get into involved with this. Of the narcissists, they are involved in their own self-importance. And of course, you know, there's the, the antisocial people. And, you know, that's a whole different story. Now, I'm sorry to back up a little, but Munchausen syndrome by proxy. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm not a physician, but I, trying to put the puzzle pieces together, I think that some of these mothers, and mostly they are mothers, suffer from low self-esteem. They're living through their children. They want sympathy. And the reason they need that is because they have to make themselves feel better, which is born out of low self-esteem. Am I right? Well, you know, a lot of the disorders I mentioned, uh, there's a common you know, feature of, of people having self-esteem or regulation of, of themselves and their self-esteem. So it's pervasive in a lot of these diagnoses. You're absolutely right about that. Right. Mm-hmm. I knew someone who made, they changed their last name to make them sound like they were royal. I mean, just built this life this fictitious life, that none of it was true. And to me, that person would be borderline, if not completely full-blown, a narcissist because they wanted to seem like, look at me, I have all of this. Well, well, there is a bunch of that, Linda. And, you know, that's why, you know, uh, agencies or people uh, who are hiring people need to screen carefully you know, uh, for this type of pathology. Okay, so now what about when you get older? Is there a type of pathological lying that occurs with uh, dementia? Oh, yes. We see this a lot on the medical floor. And uh, it's called frontotemporal dementia. And these are people that show signs of pathological lying. And it it occurs because there is a form of dementia that manifests itself with pathological lying. And it's in the frontal lobe, which is in the front and the temporal lobe. And that regulates some of our behavior and language. So now, if we want to talk about what kind of changes that, that we see, There's some inappropriate social behavior, you know, that you wouldn't really expect. There's kind of a lack of empathy, you know, about what they're doing. There's very little insight into their behavior. They get involved in compulsive behaviors and they're bored and agitated. I mean, that's kind of like what we see medically. But they're also making up stuff like, let's go outside in the parking lot and look for my yacht. Uh, Oh, you know, like I have seen patients that told people compulsively i'm thinking about buying a boat oh then and that's why i got a boat okay and it becomes more and more severe and elaborate they like dig themselves a hole and it's unnecessary you know to do this makes no sense and there's no motive i mean and then they lose friends and family a job you name it 
you know, in exaggerations of stories and of things about themselves to make them appear more interesting, to cover up their mistakes. Okay, so a lot of people lying pathologically. What do they do? What does the wife do that has this problem with their husband? What does the father do if he has this problem with his teenager? How do you get people help? It's not a recognized condition, so there's no like formal treatment. So if a doctor suspects the underlying condition causing the lying, it may suggest treatment for that condition. For example, you know, people involved in antisocial behaviors, people involved in situations at work or whatever that's gone on and on, and then people get really upset with them. And then this is what happens. They either are brought because they're losing their job or the family can't stand it or and etc. And then honestly, they're very much helped uh, with psychotherapy and medication management. Because what happens is a lot of times there are underlying illnesses that you know people never got any help for. And maybe this is one of the manifestations of it. Honestly, I've had some pretty good success with patients that are really want to stop it. Now, it's a compulsive disorder doesn't mean it ever goes away. It means it gets managed. So it's not as hard for other people to live with the pathological liar. Exactly. Some patients that I really get along well with, I bring in their family members or their friends and we talk about it and they understand it and uh, it helps people a lot. So in other words, getting it out in the open, which is what we're trying to do by building awareness of this, really can help these people. You don't have to lose them, right? And that's really important. Well, that that is the upside to this discussion is that there is help out there and there are plenty of solutions. So thank you for shedding light on something I've always wanted to learn about. Yeah, I I hope uh, people listen to this and they start thinking about their relationships. Well, I'd like to leave our listeners with our website in the event you want to learn more about what causes pathological lying. Our website is www.bregmanmd.com. From Bregman MD, you've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at BregmanMD.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.